0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Trader Call Crypto Show. Today's guest is, um, well, he's been around the place. He's, uh, he's a trader, such as I am, and he's worked in some very large financial institutions over the years, threw it all away to get into our wonderful blockchain and crypto asset space. I've got Jan Brejek, uh, who is the CEO and founder at Crypto Finance AG. Thank you so much for taking the time out to speak with me.
1: Thank you very much, Craig. Really nice
0: having me. Well, look. Let's 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 start from your beginning. Okay. So obviously you've, you've come into this space. Let, let's work to the story prior to your entry. What were you doing, and what was the point at which you realised this is a space that you wanted to explore
1: further? Mm. Um, sure. So I was uh, traditional banking background, started banking finance, and then uh, worked within a large global bank, UBS, as trader and derivative space, structure product space, and then bond side. I was working as well in in Asia, Singapore, Hong Kong. But uh, when I came back, the whole trading changed. So I wanted to have a different view, so I moved uh, in a business management role for the head of the asset management division of UBS. And uh, there I got covered more and more innovation projects. And that, man... Guided me to blockchain, where we did several projects uh, within UBS, uh, which is really amazing. And one of the projects we did at UBS was the um, fund how can we enable traditional investors to move in this crypto space, to invest in this crypto space without having to handle all the wallets and setting up crypto exchange accounts and so on. So um, we did the project, but unfortunately, it was decided then not to pursue and go live with it as the market was still very nascent. So I decided to leave the company, this big tanker, and uh, jump on a small, very fast speedboat and do it myself. So that's how it all started.
0: Okay. And I mean, look, you've, walking away from something such as, you know, a major investment bank in the position you were at, you've um, you've forgotten quite a career path and financial benefit from, from being in that sort of space. Now, for those listeners and viewers that don't understand to be in that sort of position, you're kind of doing startup hours anyway, right? So it's, you're not really getting any more, like giving up a more time because if you're at that sort of level, Let's be honest, they've always got bunk beds within their central offices, and quite often you'll be spending time in those bunk beds because you need to work around the clock. You might get a few hours here and there. I do understand how that all works. But what was it that caught your eye about blockchain and the, uh, I guess, the benefit and the potential of what this space holds?
1: Look, I believe you have once or twice a life, a chance where you see a business opportunity, (coughs) then... 90% 90% of the people are scared and see the risks. Um, I tried to see or I saw the opportunities either to stay, I uh, had the chance or the opportunity to stay in the bank in this large tanker and see the ice, the rocks in front of me or the coast in front of me and we're just driving on it, or to yeah, jump off the boat and take another path. And for me, it was pretty clear then to move. Uh, to the smaller boat and explore it. I mean, you just have an upside. Right? It's, it's, it's a risk, yes, but it's a massive upside. What I learned within the last one and a half years or two years since we started is absolutely incredible and I'm never regretting it so far.
0: Well, that's right. I mean, there's, the analogy that you used was a speedboat and a cruise ship. I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, If we talk about traditional finance, financial markets and traditional asset classes, they are run by a cruise ship and they take a very long time to go into reverse. They take a very long time to turn left. There's a lot of bureaucracy involved in that. And let's be honest, they are going to be the last moves. Now, there'll still be room for growth for them within our space. But once those behemoths arrive, we will have those, when I say we, our early involvement Will be rewarded significantly. And that's really where the opportunity lies. And there's something about going out and doing something you're passionate about and something you are loving and creating an, an ecosystem that doesn't yet exist externally. So let's get into that ecosystem. GalaxyDigital.io, what are you doing? Ooh. So, with, with what? Sorry, what I should say is, sorry. <laughs> With what you're doing at Crypto AG, what are you actually
1: doing? <laughs> crypto Finance. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah. um, Sorry, I the wrong no, it's, page up in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Crypto Finance uh, became a fintech group in Switzerland. We're domiciled in Switzerland but all operational in uh, mainly Europe. Yep. Uh, some exposed now to Asia and the U.S. as well. We have three operating entities of three divisions which we uh, serve and where we found some really uh, a need for from the client side to to open up that service and offer it to them on a very professional manner. So the goal of everything we do is we apply the standards of the traditional world and best practice with all the regulation, etc in the crypto space. Yep. So we're not cowboys. Most of us come from finance. We are now over forty people in-house, uh, all different kind of backgrounds, but most of them have worked within banks before, so they know the regulatory is uh, landscape. So the first company is crypto CryptoFundHe, which is our asset management arm. There we manage several funds. Basically two strategies. Um one is an index fund where you can invest in the Largest ten cryptos by market cap. The six Swiss exchanges. The calculation agent, and you can go to your bank, tell them the isin number, and you can subscribe to it in a regulated environment. In a regulated fund product, we are the first and only Finma Swiss regulated crypto company so far, and uh, that gives traditional investors the security and the convenience and the ability, the only way how they can invest in yeah. right. So the second fund we are managing is a systematic fund. So it's a CTA strategy. It's a managed future strategy. Uh, some people know it from traditional world where you have CTA houses, pretty big ones, who manage trend-following strategies based on algorithms yeah. and investing in future strategies in, in commodities, FX, equities, and so on. And our lead quant uh, was part for the last 12 years of such a very large uh, cta hedge funds but the market there became just too in, uh, too efficient so he was looking for a more inefficient market and that he, We gave him the data for Bitcoin, and that's what he liked, and his algos worked very well. So that's why uh, he joined our team and is running now this fund, this CTA fund. It's really exciting. We have a very strong performance. We are up 15% year-to-date, and that's, uh, that's pretty good. Um, then the second uh, division we have is a prime brokerage business where we offer traditional financial institutions access to this market. So they don't want to bother around with crypto exchanges somewhere around the world. Um, they don't want to do the due diligence on the coins, et cetera. They want to have a service provider, a regulated one who takes care of that. It's very similar to the traditional world. It's all about industrialization. So they need to bring the cost down of the IT systems, the back office mm-hmm. and so on. So they just want to have an API an interface where they can send the client's orders and it gets executed on the best uh, execution principle or basis. And we can provide that now for several banks and we're rolling it out globally as well. So it's it's there's a really big interest uh, for that from traditional uh, banks, asset management firms, et cetera. Um, there are some other players in that space. There are some competitors, but really um, most of them are not that far yet. So everything is uh, done automatic. So we don't run um, teams here overnight. Uh, everything is um done by algos so yeah. we hatch ourselves uh we have a 24 7 streaming price clients through the ui or through the api can just connect to us and log in and can trade in um all around the world so they plug the in third-
0: the api constantly and it just runs yes.
1: Yeah, okay. Yes, yes, so uh, normal in the traditional world, uh, as you, you may know, is, is fixed protocol. And only a few exchanges in the OTC houses have fixed protocols, but FIX is standard protocol for financial institutions. So we offer that, it's very easy for them to plug in their order management system or core banking system that clients who have bitcoins with those banks or want to get some exposure, they enter the order in the e-banking system, and it gets executed or hatched by us, and we do the post-trade settlement and the next day. And that's, uh, yeah, you know, the banks have the clients already, and I think the more and more they cannot just tell them, hey, no, uh, Bitcoin is bad, it's just used for money laundering or whatever, and we don't offer that. Pressure, pressure is growing, especially in Europe, especially in Switzerland, and there you see now a lot of banks moving into space and starting to offer it to their clients, especially some long-term risk-interested clients um, start to diversify and put a little bit, a little bucket of their alternatives portfolio uh, into digital assets, into cryptocurrencies um, and others. So it's just a matter of time until it will grow further. Yeah. And the third company um, is, is a storage infrastructure provider. There we um offer infrastructure for traditional banks to safekeep digital assets. Right now, those are mainly cryptocurrencies. But on the longer term, we're implementing digital assets. So tokenized shares, tokenized bonds, loans, credits, real estate, etc. whatever is gonna to be tokenized. Right now you can store on our solution with a multi-signature framework where it's much more flexible than what you're used to nowadays with just a two out of five or three out of five. Um, you have different roles, different approval frameworks. It has all the checks and balances in the system, and it has as only a few storage providers out there. It has a SOC 2 report from a top four auditor who a Confirms the appropriateness of the checks and balances and the operational readiness. So, we have some banks already, for example, Swissquote. Swissquote is the largest online bank in Switzerland. Um, They're using our solution for their clients and to hold all those assets. We have some others, but they are all on the NDA, unfortunately. I can't tell you that, but there are even some global banks um, playing around with it and implementing Mm -hmm. it now.
0: So, I mean, we used to look back at, um, you know, even just a year ago, you know, Mm -hmm. for an institution, whether it be, I mean, Boutique was sort of coming into the space beforehand, but the larger institutions with the family offices and the large, massive wealth behind them, it was almost seen as a risk to even associate with anything digital asset wise, because it was like, it's a credibility loss. It's like, well why are the oh why are these people playing in this silly incident money world now it's becoming something that if you don't have some form of offering or at least show that you're some way switched on it's almost detrimental to the future of that institution and that leads me back to what you're doing and who you find as being your biggest clientele at the moment
1: um so revenue wise right now mean mainly family offices um that. We'll try of individuals, etc., cetera, really smart money who's coming in now. Um, but we have now some banks who enable us. And as I said, we are a B2B uh, service offering or you know, product offering. So we enable the banks to offer it to their clients who will never have 10,000 clients who will have uh, 100 banks and still <laughs> uh, have enough volume to cover that. So... Um, it's really, it's going slowly. But what we have seen, for example, on the banking side, as long as they don't understand it, they say it's very bad. Yeah. They, no, we can, don't buy it, don't buy it. As soon as they have an offering, oh, now this is the next big thing. <laughs> so it's always the same story. And we, you know, during the, the, the hype in 2017, the banks were caught on the wrong foot. They haven't had any offering. They had no clue about it and yeah. they had no budget to develop something. So they had no budget then allocated for 2018 neither. So in 2018 they developed put a bucket aside for development, for IT projects, for offerings and um for 2019, and that's what we see now. So a lot of banks are sending us RFPs, and they are playing around with infrastructure. They're implementing infrastructure to be live for the next bull run.
0: Yeah, it's family offices are generally the first into a space. Um, there's a reason why there's a family office. <laughs> generally, these people have to have some part of their portfolio as a forward-thinking, new innovation platform. And I mean, if you look at a family, you know, office, let's say above 100 million. Realistically, yeah. Uh, let's say they go 1% or 2% of their asset class. Let's put us at 5% per three years to invest across new emerging markets, right? Well, that might equate to half a percent into our space. And what they'll do typically, and you'll know this, is what's performing and where that momentum is i.e. not just what's performing because you can have a flash in the pan but where is it growing what's the infrastructure what's the future who's taking note and we're seeing this more and more now in the blockchain space is that big companies are taking note and i truly believe that we'll see more and more family offices entering into the space also family offices that are already there will start to allocate a little bit more towards this market i mean realistically we've got blockchain we've got esports We've got cannabis and we've got AI. Now, these are the four areas I see as being the next generation of wealth, the next generation of innovation, the next, le- the next leg in, in, in growth business-wise across the globe. Um, And we've seen the cannabis stuff uh, in certain parts of the world already have done phenomenally well. And we'll see that continue. The same model will cut and paste across many different parts of the world. AI is still very much in development stage, but it's obvious what the technology can bring. Blockchain, again, still in development. And in many cases, blockchain and AI can work together. And they're both very much at the developmental stage as well. So there's a lot going on and these family offices that, you know, there'll there'll be other investment classes as well. that They might've missed the boat on, but right now, blockchain AI, I think this space is primed as being the next influx of capital and it's companies like your own that are looking to take advantage of that. Now, speaking of taking advantage, okay. You're in Switzerland, you're in crypto Valley or crypto Valley is in Switzerland, What's going on there? I mean, I've not been there yet, and I've got to admit, I, I really want to get over there. I really, really do. Dubai is doing a huge amount in their infrastructure projects, not just infrastructure. Yeah. They're a very forward thinking nation. I thought that their money was always from oil. I've been since educated that they're just basically an entrepreneurial country and they've achieved some amazing things now i'm seeing switzerland stepping out on the front foot and being somewhat similar in the blockchain space as well so can you give us a little bit of information about what's going on in crypto valley and why it's so innovative
1: um yeah let me come back to the first part Uh, you talked about about the whole um move of family office in the space so i I think it really when you look at the whole asset classes, uh, the whole inf- financial markets, um, you have all-time highs in equities. You have a low interest rate environment. You have a negative interest rate environment in some countries even. Right. So uh, it's a hunt for yields. Yep. It's really the massive no move. inflow in alternatives. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, when you look at bonds, you pay – you only get only a few – percentage yeah. uh, for pretty risky bonds, right? The emerging market stuff. It doesn't even pay a risk-return ratio anymore, to be honest. Or it's my impression. Um, so, they are really looking for alternatives. And fascinating is, in the past, in the last 10, 15 years, they moved to hedge funds. Yep. Right? Uncorrelated stuff. But more and more hedge funds are closing down. They haven't performed in the last 10 years, so they're shutting down. They're paying the money back. And now where does all those alternative pockets go to as you said cannabis ai blockchain but how can you invest in blockchain there are no or only a few listed companies where you can buy the shares on an exchange and mm-hmm. who have a substantial exposure into blockchain i mean yes you can buy ibm microsoft nvidia but ibm microsoft the blockchain part is so small so it doesn't really yes. you're not gaining anything there so that's why I think it's they they just they're pushed. They don't have any other options. They can go in VCs, uh, but then they are locked for eight, six, eight, ten years or even yep. more. Um, so that's a risk as well. So they're looking for liquid alternatives, and I think when we see more exchange traded products based on cryptocurrencies, that will really bring in some inflow in the uh, asset class. So for Crypto Valley. Um, I mean, everything started as a kind of marketing gag, um, but it really turned out to be a massive magnet for innovation in Switzerland. Um, You have a lot of companies uh, who have moved here. Part of them, when they did the ICO, and they had to set up some operational entities here. Um, Mm -hmm. But as well, uh, some larger funds like Tezos. You have... um, Cardano here, and so on, all those foundations, larger tokens are based in Switzerland now. And then the underlying support is just of the government. They're really, they are pushing forward. They are pro-innovation. They say, look, we don't need new laws for blockchain as our laws are technology neutral. So... That really helps the whole space. And FINMA, the Swiss regulator, is progressive as well, is open for discussions, is very approachable. You can ask them for a meeting and they they meet you. So I believe personally, um, we're in Switzerland, we're one of the most progressive uh, countries so far. I'm not talking about Gibraltar or Regulated some other countries.
0: Trusted countries.
1: And trusted, trusted. Um, so nothing offshore. Uh, obviously, Malta and so on, they can move much faster. But as a, as a trusted financial hub and moving in that space and see opportunities, not just risks, but opportunities for the financial system as well, is really supporting this whole story and the hub Switzerland.
0: Yes, well, look, you've got a star-studded team, a fantastic background, a very clear vision, and a very structured opinion and view of what is to come and I look I I agree with you I I don't always agree with my guests but you know I think we we cut from the same cloth and we agree on many points and it's been a really interesting conversation now before we wrap up I just want to ask where can people find out more information about yourself and what you guys are doing because the team is fantastic I, I really want people to explore what you're doing if for no other reason then just to understand that there are very intelligent people from very big backgrounds that are in this space right now, giving up everything that they were like, you know, the mums and dads are going, why are you giving up the golden goose of a job? They're here for a reason. Have a look at who they are, have a look at what they're doing and get some confidence in this space and start to get behind what is not what could be, not what speculation, have a look at what is and you're somebody I think that people can learn a lot from. So where can they find more about you?
1: Um, So, if you're in Switzerland, let me know. We're based in Zurich in Switzerland. And obviously, on our website, you find more information. Follow us on the social media channels uh, on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, We have daily updates on our Twitter feed about the market conditions from our trading guys. It's really good and very interesting to get a professional. If you are a traditional trader, you would really love, you will really like uh, our market commentaries. Excellent.
0: Well, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, Yarn, tonight. Uh, I appreciate your time. And guys, get across to Twitter. Get across uh, CryptoFinanceAG. Uh, the website is literally CryptoFinance.ch. And you can find all the information there amongst himself, Yarn, and the rest of the team. An impressive squad of professionals. And thank you once again for your input, your perspectives, and everything you're doing in the space, Matt. I really am thankful.
1: Thank you to you too. And thank you. Keep on going. Keep on rocking. Thanks, mate. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: thank you so much for your time. Have a fantastic day. And bye for now.
1: The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cobb courses, products, and tools can be found at tradercobb.com because experience matters.